Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it is, the fifth hour with Ben Maller and David Gascon, west of the 405. We are back at it again. A new weekend is upon us. And as I say, every single edition of the fifth hour, we do this eight. I do it eight days a week, not Gascon. I do it eight days a week because four hours a night are not enough. And Friday, 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 an opportunity to talk about one of my favorite topics, the business of sport. We're going to get to that in a minute, Gascon, which I'm excited about. Yeah, it's you usually have, because it's the summertime for us in the National Football League, and it's always a time where you can showcase uh, certain things around the NFL, and one of them is the NFL Bookham that you have crafted a few years ago. And uh, I know Frank Clark was added to a, a list just a few, uh, a few days well, ago. And, and, yes, uh, as I pointed out on the radio show the other day, that I had the Chiefs in the NFL book him. And I, that's actually a twofer because he got arrested twice Yes, for gun violations. We didn't even hear about the first one. And uh, that, he's, see, the problem is he's got such a generic name, Frank Clark. Yeah. Like, it doesn't stand out. So there are, as you know, the people over at TMZ and, and some of these other websites, they – 
constantly are looking through to see who got arrested to see if they can match the name up with the celebrity. Yeah. But it's very hard when your name Frank Clark. I mean, that's you know Joe Blow. You know, it's a it's like what are you doing? So yeah. uh, it's like John John Smith or something like that. So it's it's a pretty generic name. Uh, but but we had that. But the the sports business thing, the big story of the week. This NCAA story, and I didn't spend too much time on it on, on the radio show. I thought the podcast would be the perfect format to break this down because there's a lot of lawyers involved. There's a lot of bureaucrats. It's uh, the perfect storm. And I thought, who better to break it all down than, than someone we've talked to before, Michael McCarthy, who is the senior writer. He's at frontofficesports.com. It's a, a somewhat recent startup covers sports business and uh, they, they, they do a, a really good job it's it's you know it's a startup so it's a, a new website doesn't have a lot of a lot of traction but it's it's heading places and and michael mccarthy if you remember he was on last uh last time a couple months ago he's worked for the usa today that's where i first uh came in contact with mr mccarthy uh, sports illustrated he's had bylines at the new york times the wall street journal he's been all over the place covering sports business and so we welcome in Michael McCarthy here to the fifth hour with Ben Maller and David Gascon. And so let's get into it. The Supreme Court ruling, a bombshell ruling. Is this the end of the NCAA as we know it? Michael, put it in layman's terms. How big a deal is this? I truly believe it's beginning of the end for the NCAA. Um, this is it. Uh, you know, just the way the Supreme Court changed sports betting in this country I believe that with this ruling, the Supreme Court is going to completely change the landscape of college athletics and open the door for uh, student athletes to be paid, as they should be, in my opinion. Yeah. So now, how does Title IX play this? I work with a guy on the Overnight Show, Eddie, who, and I've heard this from other people that say, well, this is, there's no way this actually goes forward because you have the women's college basketball player, the, the women's tennis player is going to say, wait a minute. How come the football player at Alabama or the basketball player at Duke is getting all this money? Explain in layman's terms here, Michael, why that is or not is not an issue as far as this is concerned. I think it is an issue because, you know, once uh, the cat is out of the bag, everybody's going to want uh, a piece of the pie. But, you know, the fact remains that there are certain programs and certain sports that generate almost all of the revenue for college programs, you know, football being one of them and uh, basketball being another. But, you know, that is not going to stop somebody from, you know, the crew team from saying, you know, I want uh, my percentage of this. So, I mean, I think it all has to be worked out. It's going to be incredibly complicated. But when there's a will, there's a way. And when there's money, there's a way, too. I mean, if people are going from getting zero to getting something, I think they'll, they'll work it out. Well, and it sounds the way you explained that, it sounds like we're just going to have endless lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit once this thing actually, whatever it ends up being, happens, right? Is that the way you see it? I do see it that exactly that way. I think there's going to be incredible wrangling over money, incredible wrangling over percentages. It's going to pit uh, men's sports against women's sports. Uh, trans athletes, I mean, you know, you've opened up a can of worms here, Supreme Court. Uh, that is just going to you know, be, be scorpions in a bottle fighting over the money. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not 
the worst thing in the world. I mean, somehow it'll all net out. Uh, and some people are going to you know, get more money than others. And some people are going to be desperately unhappy. And some people are going to be thrilled. But I, I think this is the way it had to go. I think the Supreme Court made the right decision. And I think if you know you, you listen to people like Paul Farnbaum who know their stuff about college sports, you know this is the beginning of the end for the NCAA. But I, I saw the story the other day that you guys at Front Office Sports that the NFL agents are are essentially working like vultures, right? Once this story came out with the Supreme Court, uh, and I imagine the NBA guys are doing the same thing, although it's not as prevalent in you know in, in basketball because guys come out they're one and done guys, but. Uh, what what kind of money, Michael, is being tossed around that you've heard and what's been reported with these NFL agents trying to suck up some of these top college players? Oh, I mean, you're talking about potentially billions here and likeness rights and, and advertising rights and sponsorships. I mean, this is a gold rush that probably will be looked back a couple of years from now comparable to the sports betting gold rush we've all experienced since the 2018 Supreme Court ruling. I mean, uh, just today, Canada paved the way for legalized sports betting. And, you know, Canada is an enormous market. Uh, Everybody loves to bet up there and they love football. So, uh, you know, you're going to have two gold rushes going on at the same time. And, you know, the agents who are doing that, in my opinion, are being pretty clever and smart. They're being proactive. You want to get out ahead of this thing. You want to try to see around the corner what's next. You don't want to be reactive. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Michael, on that note, does this mean that it's a swift kick in the pants from the Supreme Court to Mark Emmert, where now you're going to possibly look at realignment? No more Power Fives, no more mid-majors. You're going to have conferences that are aligned based on a region, a West, a South, a Midwest, and an East. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the head of the NCA has to, you know, literally remove the Supreme Court's foot from his ass after this ruling. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if that's even possible, I mean, it might take surgical interventions. But yeah, I mean, everything is up for grabs now, uh, including the TV rights, which, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm curious to see. You know, right now, ESPN has a virtual stranglehold on college athlete TV rights. You know, what's going to happen there? Uh, you know, the S- Supreme Court doesn't often uh, do something like this where it just changes the world uh, upside down. You know, it happens, you know, once every five, 10 years. But this is one of them. Yeah. And you, you look at the the Supreme Court. I mean, the majority are conservative. So it's pretty interesting to see them throw this thing for a loop. I guess the biggest question that uh, that a lot of people might have on their mind is why did it take so long for someone to advocate for these student athletes, because you know it's not going to come from the universities themselves. Um, money, you know, it's all about money. You know, the, the people who had the money it was in their best interest to create uh, a system that was virtual serfdom for these student athletes. And you know, there was always the thing: well, they're getting an education, they're getting this. But I mean, who's kidding who? I mean, the money that they were making uh, off these kids compared to what the kids were getting back, was so lopsided. I also think, uh, David, to your point about why this is happening now, I actually think that the reason, one of the reasons it's happening now is there's been so much focus uh, by the media on the enormous sums that are paid to college coaches, the Sabins of the world and the Urban Myers, and the fact that these uh, men are making you know $12 million a year, $13 million a year, and their uh, kids on the field are making zero, nothing, zero. You know what I mean? I think it was one of the things that put it over the top. I, I hate to think radically about this, but do you think this can actually push college athletics and these universities towards, I don't know, like maybe satellite programs or academies? Because the reality is, if you're looking at college basketball, these kids are staying for a year, maybe two at max unless they're – mid-level they're not going to go anywhere after the college days and then for all intents and purposes you're the college football players they're there for a couple years and only because they can't get there as a freshman do you think this turns into something where it's just a a specialty program for these universities because what's the what's the incentive for these programs to bring these kids in and have them be one and done yeah, I, I think we're already at that. I think we've already got a two-tier system in college where, you know, the really special athletes who have a chances to make the pros are on that track, and the other athletes are doing it for nothing for the love of the game. Uh, you know, uh, I have a daughter in high school uh, who is a high school athlete. I have a son in college, so I'm real familiar with the, you know, amateur athletics, and I can tell you, you know, a lot of the, the kids I know and the, the kids I coached, 
you know, go into college athletes knowing that they'll never make the pros uh, or they'll never make a career out of it, but it's something that they love. Uh, Whereas, you know what I mean? You have that special athlete, you know, that kid who's born, you know, with a right arm, uh, like a thunderbolt, as uh, Crash Davis would say in, uh, uh, you know, that great baseball movie. And they know that, you know, from the age of 10, 12 on that they have a shot and they're on a completely different track. Well, Mike, Michael, as far you mentioned the coaches and Nick Saban and these top coaches that make tens of millions of dollars a year. Uh, and I, I've already seen some of the propaganda from the NCAA and some of the schools that this is going to destroy the business of college sports. And this is a you know, doomsday scenario. Some people have been hinting about. But what's the trickle down? Does this impact the, the top coaches salaries at all? Do they continue to go up? Do they go down now because you know, the players are getting some? Uh, some cut of the pie, if you will. How does this affect the coaches? I think it's a, it is going to have a trickle down effect, maybe more than a trickle down effect. I think, you know, some of the, the college uh, coaching salaries are going to be frozen, if not go down. And I think where it could really hurt is where you're, you know, you're seeing these coordinators at the big school who are themselves making multiple millions of dollars as a coach in waiting, as a head coach in waiting. I think it could really hit them. So, you know, I, I think playtime is over for these college coaches. You know, they had it sweet for a long time, especially the football coaches. You know what I mean? They, they, they made uh, tens of millions of dollars. They never kept their promises to their players. They never kept their promises to their programs. And reality is going to be you know, a tough wake-up call, but it's long overdue. Absolutely. And as far as the sports betting, you, you mentioned the, the, the gold rush, which we've seen yeah. here in the next few years in the U.S. Uh, it's, it's already started state by state as they add – add more money, uh, you know, what, what do we talk about from the, from a sports perspective? I remember, I think last time we had you on, we talked about there was an owner that had said they're going to make more money from gambling eventually than television. Uh, and, and, you know, just that whole, whole mindset. I know some of the teams have partnered with sports gambling outfits. Is that just going to become the way of the world now that you have to have a deal with DraftKings or you have to have a deal with somebody? Ex- explain what the, the landscape's going to look like, Michael, you know, five years from now? Well, the, the landscape is going to, you know, be completely different. First of all, legalized sports betting is going to be completely, um, uh, you know, accepted and normal. It wouldn't be surprise me to see, you know, the fan duels and the draft kings of the world own their own media rights. Let's say, you know, you're the Chicago Cubs or you're the Cleveland Indians, whatever, and your media deal comes up. Why couldn't a FanDuel or a, a DraftKings, you know, go ahead and buy those media rights themselves? I mean, you've already seen it with the Bally Sports Network. Uh, I, I think, you know, number two, that this whole uh, situation in terms of being a gold rush, I think you're going to see media companies become betting companies and betting companies become media companies. In fact, it's happening already. We just did a story that ESPN is looking at opening their own branded sports book, similar to the old ESPN Zone restaurants. Meanwhile, you've got, you know, the fan duels and the DraftKings are out there hiring talent, hiring reporters and analysts. So, I mean, would it surprise me five years from now to see Adam Schefter reporting for FanDuel or DraftKings instead of ESPN? Not at all. Would it surprise me to see Woj delivering his Woj bombs for a sports betting company that's now a meeting company? Not at all, because they're the ones who could pay those salaries. What kind of impact do you think Amazon's going to have on this entire game? Uh, Amazon is what everybody is watching. I mean, I think the, the, the real key to watch with Amazon and Thursday Night Football is one word, 
megacasts. ESPN has proven that these megacasts have life. They've done it extremely well during the college football national championship game. And I think Amazon is going to go out there with a, a, a program that's going to be completely different than what we see on you know Sunday afternoon CBS. It's going to be, uh, you know, one main telecast. You know, maybe you have an Al Michaels, you know, somebody who the, the fans are familiar with. But after that, there's going to be special telecasts devoted to all sorts of things. There's going to be a sports gambling Amazon game telecast. There's going to be, uh, you know, the kind of mega cast coverage that you see on ESPN. So I, I think Amazon is really looking to shake this up and to really segment it. They're not going to go out there with a you know one size fits all telecast like we've seen for fifty years in the NFL. It's going to be specialized. So on that note, then are these leagues going to have compliance units that'll police and try to look at the underbelly of, of this gambling universe, or do you think that the leagues will rely on the FBI and some of these other agencies to root out any kind of wrongdoing? I think the leagues have always sort of uh, looked the other way and relied on, you know, uh, or you know, law enforcement to let them know. I mean, you know, take a look at uh, the Tim Donahue scandal. I mean, that this went on for so long in the NBA, a crooked referee, you know what I mean, shading and, and fixing games. I mean, the NBA had no clue about this until it came out. Uh, I, I think the you know the the sports leagues are not going to waste a lot of time and resources on compliance. I, I think they're uh, counting on the fact that the increased legalization of sports betting is eliminating that organized crime element that was so dominant for decades. Well, but yeah, you, you might look at it that way, but then I could counter and say, well, you could look at corruption with officials, game day officials, players, coaches, coordinators. I mean, it, it happened in major league baseball a couple of years ago with the 2017 Astros and you know, Rob Manfred gave these guys a slap on the wrist. They got away scot free, and then get to they got to keep a World Series title. That, that's exactly my point. You know, the NBA had a crooked referee, and within a couple of months, the story had passed. You know, uh, the Major League Baseball had a World Series champion cheating and cheating in such an obvious way that they were almost laughing at the rules and the sport went on. So I don't really think the sports as leagues take this stuff. Uh, seriously in terms of, you know, we've got to root out compliance. Like, they deal with it when it comes. Mm. Well, what I've heard, Michael, over the years from people I know that uh, work in the, the sports gambling industry is that when they see something that's red flag, they will contact the NBA or the NFL. There's too much money. There's awkward bets being placed on a game. I mean, we, we hear the term circling the game, taking the game off the board. The, the interesting wrinkle to this, to me, Michael, as a amateur gambler, is that when you have it everywhere, you can bet a little bit. You know, the, the argument with Vegas was that that was controlled in Nevada. And if there was too much money coming in in the legal sports betting, they'd take a game off the board. But it, there is a path where you could make a lot of small bets. It would be a pain in the behind. But you can make a lot of small bets nationally in Tennessee and New Jersey and Colorado and, and, and do it that way. It's a lot more work, though. It's a lot more work. But – the, the sports leagues, if they are in business, Michael, as you said, it, with these, you know, these gambling, these some of them have partnerships, they almost have no choice but to add a compliance officer, right? I mean, that, that's, that's going to happen. If, if you are in the compliance business, you're going to have gameful employment in sports wagering, right? I mean, this is going to be a boom town, a boom business. But look at, look at all the, the sports scandals of uh, the last couple of years. You know, every time we found about, 
found out about these things, it always came from the outside, didn't it? And the league always appeared flat-footed. And they were like, oh, my gosh, what happened? We had no idea about this. So, I mean, you know, I, I think they'll talk a good game. They always do. But, you know, to your point about it, the best watchdogs they have are in Vegas themselves. The wise guys know when the lines are moving. The wise guys know when something is up. They'll be the first ones to uh, alert the leagues, you know, to check out this game or that uh, referee or that official because they yeah. know it better than anybody. And they don't want to lose money. That's the, that's the thing. They don't want to lose money. That's the whole point of this. This is the golden goose for them, you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I really think that the leagues, you know, they're all talk about this stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, they're going to have some ex-FBI guy or ex, you know, deputy commissioner of uh, the New York City Police Department. And they sound good, but, you know what I mean, they're always caught flat-footed and they're always caught by surprise. And they always apologize later on, but it never seems to be them that uncovers the undoing. They're the ones who clean up the mess afterwards. Michael, with the Eastern and Western Conference playoffs uh, underway with the Clippers and Suns and Bucks and Hawks, um, what have you seen just in terms of the overall ratings with the NBA? I mean, do do you anticipate a, a huge slide, or do you think like, hey, these are fresh faces that are out there on the court and it's an opportunity for the NBA to promote these kids. I think you just hit the nail on the head. I'm going to go counter here. I think it's great for the NBA to have some fresh faces. Do you realize this is the first time in a decade we've had an NBA finals where we haven't had LeBron or Steph? Yeah. You know, so I would argue a couple of years ago, we had golden state warriors fatigue. And I would argue that, you know, at a certain point, even though LeBron is a, is a great, uh, attraction, people have LeBron fatigue. He's also a very polarizing um, athlete at this time with, you know, his political stances. So, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity for the NBA to get out there. I think, uh, you know what I mean, it, having fans in the stands is an amazing thing. I mean, if you look at these games compared to the bubble games, it's two different things. Uh, you know, it, there's nothing like the excitement of having the crowd literally on top of the court. At an, at an NBA game. I mean, it's the best seat in the house. And now that it's back, I think the, the rating is going to be pretty good. Well, and I want to ask you about that, Michael, because I, I, I get these stories that come out. You're in the sports business world, so you're the perfect guy to ask. These, and I work in radio, so I know how about spinning ratings in radio. I know how that game works. But it seems like a lot of that's going on in the NBA because you read one story and it's the you know, ratings are up 34% for the NBA playoffs. And then you read another story. It's like, well, actually, compared to three years ago, the NBA has lost 25% of their audience. So what is the truth here, Michael? Well, the, the truth is often hard to decipher because the, there's lies, there's damn lies, and there's sports ratings. Uh, you know, as Mark Twain would say, uh, you know, every time you get a ratings release from a network, you've got to parse it like you're reading Pravda or something. You know what I mean? Because they are going to work those numbers to make them, you know what I mean, seem as positive as they can. For example, you know, uh, the NBA and other leagues this year are going to compare their ratings to the bubble uh, and the pandemic when ratings were down. But they're not going to compare them to 2019, which is the last pre-pandemic. So that's. That, that's an obvious one that they, they use. But I also think that, to your point, I've never seen such a fascination with sports TV ratings. And I've been doing this a long time. I mean, we used to do a chart in USA Today. It was like this thing just for geeks and nerds, you know what I mean, like myself, you know what I mean, who cared about this. But nobody else cared. Now everybody's discussing it on sports radio. Everybody's discussing it on TV. And I think the reason for that 
is because everybody's trying to use ratings to prove their point. If you're of the opinion that the NBA getting political has hurt their ratings, then you're going to seize on their ratings, you know what I mean, as a way to bash LeBron James and the league taking stances on politics. If you're of the opinion that, you know what I mean, the NBA being political has no impact on ratings, then you're going to seize on the positive ratings this year as proof to uh, your point. So I, I think politics has kind of infected the ratings game, and everybody's using ratings to tee off to a fare thee well on whatever pet cause they have. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Michael, I was going to say, I think the other thing maybe for some of the other leagues is just the branding purposes, right? Because you know, Major League Baseball cutting off games for, uh, you know, with ESPN, you know, their Sunday night baseball telecasts and what they do in the middle of the week. Same thing with the NHL going from the NBC a platform and obviously now to to USA and, and ESPN splitting those packages up. I think the other thing is we just look at it because, you know, Ben and I talk about it on the regular during the NFL season. It's like top 50 programs in the United States in 2021. 
and over 30 of them are week one or week seven or week eight in the NFL. And the other ones, college football, Bama and LSU or Bama and Auburn or something like that. Yeah, it's, you know, the the NFL is so dominant when it comes to TV. It's not just the the premier sports property. It's premier entertainment property. It just kicks the hell out of everything. You know, scripted dramas, reality TV, you name it. It's like the NFL went out of business. What would we watch? But, you know, I, I am not one of these... Uh, you know, optimist who says, well, you know, things are going to get completely after no. I think the pandemic changed a lot of things. I think the pandemic changed viewing habits. I think people learned how to live without sports in some cases. I think purple, people learned how to watch different things. And I think we're still seeing, you know, the lingering effects of that. I'm hoping it'll get back to pre-pandemic levels, but I'm not as confident about that as anybody, as uh, some of these other people are. What's the business yeah. practice for you guys at front office sports? Like, how are you guys approaching these things? I, I do see that you guys bring on a lot of interns along the way to, to help provide them with some kind of platform, too. Yeah, our uh, whole uh, purpose, a whole platform has been growth. Uh, I mean, I started there two years ago and we were a small startup. But, uh, you know, we broke a lot of news along the way and uh, we punched way above our weight when it comes to, to coverage you know, against the big guys. And we have just been growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, it's a $615 billion business. I think uh, our competitor, you know, our main competitor, which is Sports Business Journal, you know, had to feel to themselves for a while. And I, I think everybody loves a little bit of a horse race, right? Everybody loves a challenger. You know, if you got Coke, you want Pepsi. And, you know, now you've not only got us in the field, but you got Sportico. So this whole idea of, you know, sports business and this whole coverage and, you know, Ben knows this as well as anybody has just exploded. It's taken on a life of its own. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy the last the uh, last couple of years for sure. I, I want to go back. I want to go back to, to baseball, though, for a second, because you, you mentioned how fans uh, embrace not having sports. 134 days we went. I, not that I kept track, Michael, without a professional <laughs> sporting event as I was doing sports radio every night. Uh, but but uh, it's not about me. So Major League Baseball having a likely nuclear offseason after the World Series, the labor you know, deal is up, and there's a lot of – my people in baseball say it's, it's they're not going to have uh, a regular start to the 2022 season. And every time one of these things happens, people say, well, that's going to be it. That's going to be the end. I don't think it's going to be the end of baseball, but how much more damage can be done – Kind of paint the picture, if you will, Michael, on, on what that would mean, a work stoppage at the start of next baseball season. Uh, you know, no, no sports has – sport or no league has done more to shoot itself in the foot than Major League Baseball. I mean, you know, th- there should be an intervention sometimes with this league the way uh, – you know what I mean? They, they try to self-destruct. If that happens – you know what I mean? They're going to, you know, throw away all the momentum they, they've had. I mean, you know, they're just coming out of the Astros thing, the garbage cans. And then, you know, you're going to have this. This year you got the doctored baseball. I mean, that's old school. I mean, we're going back to Gaylord Perry and the spitball here. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think, you know, baseball has got to get a couple of years under its belt where it's got nothing but good stories. You know what I mean? The, the cheating turns people off. Uh, you know, I mean, a, a work sto- a work stoppage would be horrible uh, because you know baseball more than ever has become kind of a local sport, and you know if you dr- if you have a, a work stoppage, boy, that's going to be trouble. Yeah, yeah, and, and Michael also uh, following that up, a, a story within the last month or so. 
some of the guys on the Mets and some of the other players around baseball were throwing out lobbing accusations that you know, the, the reason baseball changes, that the ball actually changes, that Major League Baseball corporate changes the ball is to artificially keep salaries down in free agency that, that you know there are players that actually believe this that it's you know to me it seems outrageous uh like i don't think the baseball's that bright if they are that bright why is mookie betts and fernando tatis and all these guys getting these massive contracts explain to me your perspective on why so many baseball players more than just a couple have said that there's something to that conspiracy yeah because they're dumb i mean i, I believe that uh, <laughs> You know, Pete Alfonso's theory on the baseball about as much as I believe that story about the, the weasel or the raccoon or whatever in the, the thing. I mean, <laughs> the simple fact remains that professional athletes can never look themselves in the eye and, you know, blame themselves. I mean, when we were uh, growing up, you know, batting average was valued. Uh, you know what I mean? The ball was put in play. I mean, you know, the, the ones we adored and the players we followed, you know, the George Bretts and the Rod Cruz, you know, who were able to hit 340s. Now these players, you know, all either want to hit home runs or they strike out. Well, that's on them. And, you know what I mean? And if the pitchers are doctoring the ball, and I believe that they are, you know what I mean, with this new ticky-tack stuff, then that's on them. That's on the players. That's not on Major League Baseball or some, you know, secret chemist in a lab somewhere, an underground bunker, doctoring the baseballs. I mean, you got to be kidding Michael, we haven't seen, we've seen this, you know, it seems like every decade, right? If it's not steroids in 1998, it's the, the trash cans and the videography that was taking place a handful of years ago and the doctor of the baseball. I mean, the reality is people are still going to come out to watch the games. People are still going to be fans of the game. There's nothing that can be done. But do you think in the end, maybe Major League Baseball says, hey, we need to have a new guy that leads this this organization, this league, and not Rob Manfred? You know, I, I don't think we're at that point with Manfred. You know, I think Manfred has done a solid job. What the game needs is action. The game needs action. I mean, I was at the Yankee game with my family on Sunday, and the Yankees had three hits. They won the game, you know, uh, thanks to, a, you know, a Gary Sanchez double. But there's just not an act, you know what I mean? The shifts and, and the rise of these incredible pitchers has turned the game into kind of a drag where, it, you know, it's nothing but uh, strikeouts and fly balls and pitching changes, 19 pitching changes a game. You know what I mean? I, you know, I don't know if you need a new commission as much as you need a sport that really grabs you by the throat and really, you know, says, wow. This game is fun. I mean, you know, you, you guys mentioned Mookie Betts a minute ago. I mean, having players like him who are so exciting and so dynamic, you know, watching him run the bases or that throw he made from the outfield, that's what the game needs. Bring us back the baseball we love, which is make some contact, get some runners on base, have some tag outs, have ste stealing bases. You know, let's have the action that we fell in love with. Mike, I got some bad news for you. I don't think the Yankees are going to have any of that for this season for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think you're right, but you know, I was impressed with Sanchez. I mean, his his swing looks good, yeah. and uh, I, I just think the Yankees are lopsided. I mean, you have a team that's you know relied for 80 years on left-handed hitting, and you know they're a right-handed hitting team, and uh, you know besides DJ Lemayo, you know what I mean they have no contact hitters, and they have no idea how to manufacture runs. I mean, the Yankees yeah. are a perfect example of what's wrong with baseball. I mean, do you see the Yankees move anybody over? Do you see the Yankees steal a base? You ever see the Yankees create a run? No. You know, they're always waiting for, you know, John Carlo to hit one out. 
So uh, they, they really are, in, in, you know, in a capsule form, uh, a definition of what's wrong with the game today. Yeah, the three true outcomes, right? Strikeout, walk, home run. That's it. Nothing else. Don't, don't, don't hit behind a runner. Don't do any of that. Uh, Michael, I, I really – we have you. I want to bring up the, the story that uh, – I want to get your perspective on Lamar Jackson because he doesn't have an agent. He's about to sign, we think, a mega, mega extension. It could be the biggest contract in NFL history with the Ravens. And I've heard some whispers that, you know, this is not – this is not going over well in the agent community per se, because if he if he actually pulls this off, and and you know this is seen as a foundational blow, if you will, to agents because they because uh, of the commission. But explain to me uh, how concerned, or if I'm right on this, and what I'm hearing is correct, how concerned the agents are that Lamar is doing this without representation. I, I'd be very very concerned if I was an agent. Uh, I mean, there was a, a Seattle. Uh, Seattle Seahawks linebacker who did the same thing a couple of seasons ago, whose name escapes me, Bobby uh, something or other, and he basically negotiated his own deal. And he did it well. Bobby uh, Wagner. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of like everybody afterwards said, well, he didn't have an agent, and, you know, he didn't get taken, right? He did pretty well for himself. <laughs> uh, so it can be done. And once you demonstrate that it can be done without giving up that little slice to the agent, you know, more players are going to do it. Uh, so, you know, to your point, I am very concerned. I am on red alert. If I'm an agent, I am giving, you know, Tom Cruise level comfort and service to, uh, to my clients, you know, showing up in Phoenix for the game or whatever he did, uh, in the movie. (laughs) And, uh, I'm trying to keep my uh, clients as happy as I can. How much do agents get in the NFL? I know in baseball, I know more about baseball, but in the NFL, what cut do those guys typically get? Is it 4%? Is it 3%? And what have you heard? Depending on the agent. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're, you're Tom Condon or somebody like that, you know, you can get a lot more. But I heard, uh, you know, a while back that it was in the area of around 3%. Uh, but, you know, it depends. Uh, it depends on, you know what I mean, how powerful you are as an agent, how, uh, what your reputation is like, what other clients you have. I mean, so many things in sports, and, and I think we've all learned this, happen because athletes know each other. What, what do athletes do? You know what I mean? Use my agent, Joe. Use my agent, Jane. That's how, you know, they, they really get their clients, by other athletes introducing them to people who they trust. And, you know, I, to me, that uh, that trust level and that uh, that familiarity is more important than the percentage. Interesting. And, and as far as uh, one one last thing on the broad, we'll go back to the broadcasting thing, Michael. I, I've said I've seen uh, several stories here recently that the hot commodity. I don't know if I believe this or not in sports NFL commentary is RG three Robert Griffin the third. I. Is this a, a story that was planted by his agent? Is this legitimate? Is there a, a bidding war between major broadcast companies for Robert Griffin III? Explain that to me. I think RG3 uh, is a hot commodity. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's the, you know what I mean, the hottest thing since Tony Romo or, you know what I mean, if uh, you know Fox and ESPN are going to go out of business bidding against each other for him. I mean, it's pretty normal. You know, every year – as you know, there's you know a new list of players and coaches who try to enter broadcasting, and some of them give great auditions and some of them stink. And he gave apparently a great audition, but you know RG three still wants to play, so you know there's no guarantee he's even going to go into the, the broadcast booth. But you know I, I think 
it's kind of like, uh, you know, major league sports. You know, we're always looking for the, the new guy, the new hot star, you know, somebody who could come in and sort of, uh, you know, change the world the way Romo did. I mean, I, I remember when Romo started, you know, there were other people, you know, including me who were like, and I'll, I will own this. For like, how can you get this guy a complete rookie? You know what I mean? The number one job. What are you out of your mind, CBS? And, uh, and sure enough, he proved me and a lot of people wrong. So uh, I, I think RG3 is uh, a, a legit uh, contender for a job in terms of, you know, some of the, the hoop nanny. You know, I think a lot of that is hype. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Michael, thank you. And again, promote the website. It's a great website. If you're interested in the business of sports, it's front office sports. You're all over Twitter. How can people find you, Michael? How can people follow you? Well, thank you again for the invite. Uh, we are at frontofficesports.com. We cover the intersection of uh, sports and business. And my Twitter handle is mccarthyrev. All right, mccarthyrev. Very simple. All right, thanks. Have a great weekend, Michael. Thank you. Guys, thanks so much. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Hey, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.